Wilson, for those that I haven't met. I'm here in Colorado Springs, where my wife Becca and I live. And I have a ministry called Cardo Mission, where I serve uh, missions groups, churches, organizations, authors with maps. Uh, I studied at uh, University of Georgia, I got my master's in geography, and I've been in Colorado Springs since 2007. So, uh, in this past year or so, I've uh, been involved in uh, lots of different projects related to missions and mapping with partners like the uh, Center for the Study of Global Christianity uh, that track uh, religious groups around the world. Um, their data is cited in uh, uh, news outlets and uh, other publications, so I've been helping them with maps, and I've had access to their data to, to share on my blog and um, make relevant maps with. Uh, the Joshua Project is here in town. They uh, track unreached peoples. I've been helping them uh, continually, and as well as uh, groups like the Traveling Team that travel from uh, campus to campus, uh, sharing at uh, Christian meetings about the missions and, and ways to get involved. I've made maps that are being used in their presentations. So lots of partners I've been working with and keeping up with, groups like Operation World, one of the original um, <clears throat> missions groups that I first began helping. Uh, they're looking um, at their next steps, and I'm seeing how I can be involved with them depending on what their next publications look like. Uh, Last year, uh, they released Pray for the World, and I provided all the maps and graphics for that. And it was um, <clears throat> shared at Urbana, the missions conference uh, that's put on by InterVarsity at, at the end of last year. So thanks a lot for your support. Thanks a lot for your prayers. Becca and I really appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to share with you a presentation, uh, five maps to inform uh, missions and prayer. And we'll see how it works with a recorded PowerPoint. And I hope you, I hope these are helpful to you uh, <clears throat> as you're uh, diving into some of these missions topics. Uh, feel free to contact me at my website, cardomission.com. And thanks again. Bye. Okay. Well, this is really neat. I'm just sitting at my desk here in Colorado Springs. Uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to share. And this uh, intro slide will kind of gives you a preview of what I'll be talking about um, for the next 10 minutes or so, just five maps uh, to inform mission and prayer. Um, these really just represent a few global topics that, that I thought were important over the last couple of weeks thinking about this presentation. And if I were to make the presentation in a, in a few weeks from now or a month or two from now, I, I may choose some different maps. Um, but... Um, this will just give us a start of uh, some global trends related to uh, mission and um, religion around the globe. So why don't we go ahead to that uh, next slide, largest religion in 2015. Um, I'm guessing that's up now. So uh, You got it. All right. Well, this uh, map, uh, as you can see, is colored in country by country. And these are statistics from a, a group. Um, called the Center for the uh, Global Study of Christianity, um, and it's uh, showing the pre uh, majority religion uh, practiced by most people in each country. Um, so it could be 90% uh, of the country is practicing a certain religion, or 51% or 45%, as long as it's the um, largest religion 
practiced in the in the country. So you can see uh, Christianity is is really prevalent across uh, North and South America, across the Caribbean, um, and, and Western Europe, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. Really, as you uh, move from the Sahara Desert downward, most countries are um, predominantly Christian. So that's the blue color um, across the map. Islam is really prevalent in North Africa, the Middle East, into those Central Asian republics. All those countries colored in green on the map. As you move um, east into, uh, into Asia, uh, Hinduism is the major religion of India and Nepal. Uh, Buddhism is the major religion of Sri Lanka. Uh, Islam is the major religion of Bangladesh. And then there's a Buddhist heartland really across Southeast Asia, from Myanmar all the way uh, across to Vietnam, down south into Thailand. The largest Muslim country in the world is Indonesia by population. You can see that there in Southeast Asia. And uh, Malaysia is also a predominantly Muslim country. Uh, China is agnostic, and as well as North Korea. But just across the border, um, as a result of missionary work and the growth of the church, you can see how South Korea on that Korean peninsula, the largest religion there is Christianity. Um, the Philippines is a majority Christian nation, predominantly Catholic in, in Asia, uh, Southeast Asia. Japan being Buddhist, and um, Australia, New Zealand, and some of the Pacific uh, are also majority Christian. So what this gives us is, is an overview. Um, it doesn't tell the whole story, but it gives an overview of where some of these religions are located. Um, I thought it would be a good start just to kind of understand the global context. Um, again, Christian uh, is determined um, maybe in a not quite as uh, narrow of a way that we would. Um, it's uh, sometimes self-reported, people that say they're Christian what they would fill out on a um, census report or a survey, even de denominational statistics. Um, so this is kind of the widest range of Christianity um, that you could really get at. So maybe we can move to the next slide, uh, second largest religion. We're there. All right. I think this slide's neat um, because it shows uh, the next largest religion and can kind of show an underlying factor. Uh, something else that's having influence in a country. And notice most all those Christian nations we talked about are um, agnostic as the second largest religion. Um, uh, the source defines agnostic as people who are uncertain about the existence of God, people that say um, uh, maybe uh, it's not impossible to know whether God exists. And I'm sure we we have friends or people that we've run across um, in a Western context that, that fall into this category. So agnosticism being a, uh, the second largest religion across the Americas, Western Europe, Australia, and New Zealand, for example. It's interesting in Latin America, um, South America, ethno-religions ethno are prevalent places like Peru, Bolivia, Paraguay, even in, uh, in Mexico, um, as I'm sure you've heard over the years, uh, their Catholicism is really mixed with... Uh, animistic beliefs, uh, ancient beliefs, kind of a, a synchristic Christianity. Um, but you really see it in those darker brown countries 
in uh, South America, um, as well as all across Sub-Saharan Africa. All those uh, dark brown countries in Sub-Saharan Africa, ethnic religions are the second largest religion. Um, the Staying with America, it's kind of interesting to see the Hindu um, color in the northern part of South America, like Guyana and Suriname and Trinidad and Tobago. That's a history of indentured laborers that were brought over um, from the in, from India um, by uh, European um, in, during European colonization and afterwards. Uh, so some of these uh, little some of these secondary religions really um, can get overlooked on that first map. So I thought this would be useful um, in showing other religious factors. Uh, notice Christianity across the Middle East, uh, North Africa, places like. Egypt, um, Sudan, Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Iran, Syria. That's the second largest religion in those countries that are predominantly um, Muslim. Um, let's see. Uh, India, with such a large population, and its second largest religion after Hinduism is uh, Islam. Uh, Chinese folk religions in China. I mentioned South Korea. It has a large Buddhist population as well. Um, and and uh, Russia, mostly Orthodox Christians, but especially in its southern republics, uh, there's a, a strong um, uh, Muslim population. And in, 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 in excuse me, Indonesia has the uh, has a strong uh, or a significant Christian population after its uh, Muslim majority. So I know I've been that's a lot in uh, a few sentences here, but. Um, I think this is an interesting point um, for prayer to know what that second largest religion is or have a feel for it. Um, in the West, uh, those that, that don't believe um, in the existence of God. Um, in South America, ethnic religions that may be creeping into uh, Christianity and, and the need to approach that in a, in a sensitive way, the same way in uh, um, uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. And again, um, uh, as we see Christianity across the Middle East and North Africa, we need to pray for um, our brothers and sisters in Christ who are persecuted for their faith. Um, okay, let's go to that third map, non-Christians. We're there. Okay. Um, these large circles uh, are showing non-Christian population using that same data. And every dot... Uh, represent, every red dot represents at least a million non-Christians. Um, the little gray dots are less than a million non-Christians. So, um, massive amounts of non-Christians in India and China, you know, the, the two largest countries in the world by population, and they're the two largest with a non-Christian population. So, really, Asia really pops on, on this map. Uh, Parts of uh, North Africa, you can see uh, Egypt, Sudan, um, even places that um, have a large Christian population um, also have a large non-Christian population. Nigeria, about half of its population is Christian and half is Muslim. Um, and then the United States, Western Europe, places like Germany, France, United Kingdom, um, they, even though... <coughs> The first map would classify those areas as not as majority Christian. There's still large amounts of uh, non-Christians there. Uh, 
Indonesia. Um, so a lot of uh, Japan, uh, with the majority Buddhist population. So this this is really highlighting the need, and overwhelmingly in Asia, but really all across the globe, um, uh, showing this non-Christian population. Okay, number four, the homicide rate. Is that one up? We're there. Okay. Now this is kind of a reversal. I made all these maps at the same scale so you could kind of jump back and forth if you wanted. We noticed those big non-Christian populations in Asia. Um, now we're, we're switching from religion. Um, and I wanted the last two maps are, are more socially uh, focused maps on need around the globe. Um, and this map shows homicide rate, not, a, not really a feel-good topic, but something that talks about crime um, and crime statistics are kind of hard to come by but this came from the UN Human Development Report and notice that a region with large amounts of crime is Latin America and the Caribbean again a region that some missions people would say I mean you would you, you would uh, okay most people are Christian there um but think about the need for discipleship um, by these types of statistics of high crime rates, the need for um, people's lives to really be um, transformed, um, a definite need to um, continually advance the gospel in these regions. If there's such a high crime rate and um, uh, such needs in, in society around uh, crime and poverty specifically, um, what this not really shows is how many people are killed um, per 100,000 people. So, again, um, kind of a hard statistic to, to swallow at times with Honduras leading the way um, in this category. But it's a way to, to highlight need that, that this area would show up predominantly Christian, um, but it, it, there's obviously um, there's some societal um, change that, that needs to happen. So, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Belize, all in Central America and are, are high in this uh, crime rate across the Caribbean, Jamaica, and St. Kitts, and then Sub-Saharan Africa. All the countries labeled are in the top ten, so South Africa, Lesotho, and Swaziland as well. Um, as a whole, the world uh, homicide rate, six people are killed per 100,000 people. In Latin America and the Caribbean, that's 23 people. In Sub-Saharan Africa, that's 15. Um, so this uh, uh, this shows a societal need, a need for um, transformation in society. Okay, then we'll finish up with that one last map. All right, we got it. So we've gone from religions to non-Christians to crime and society, and now to movement of people, um, people that are displaced. As we know, um, if you move into a new town, um, if you've uh, changed states or you've come into a place for school or, or people are crossing international borders, um, there's a need for connection, a need for provision, um, often a time, a need, uh, opportunity to, uh, to witness to someone, to share, to share the good news uh, as, as people are displaced and, and looking for a, a solid place. Um, uh, 
And across this map is really showing, again, proportional circles. Where are there a lot of refugees in a particular country, people that have moved into a country? Where are there lots of internally displaced persons, people that have um, uh, had to move within their country? Um, you're internally displaced if um, uh, you've had, you stay in your country, but you move from one part to another. So lots of need in this regard in the, in the Middle East. Syria being the highest, and that's mainly internally displaced people. As we've seen on, in the global news, people from Syria have moved nearby to countries like Turkey, Lebanon, and then further west into Europe. So all those circles on Europe, like France, Germany, Sweden, uh, the UK, are popular places for, for refugees to go to reunite with family. Um, to, uh, to, to find jobs and employment. It's interesting that Colombia shows up in Latin America, um, South America. That's large, six and a half million people mainly internally displaced from the civil war that's been going on between the government and the rebels in Colombia. Um, Sub-Saharan Africa, the conflict between Sudan and South Sudan, as South Sudan became its own country about five, or five years ago. Democratic Republic of the Congo is one of the longest um, going internal conflicts. Nigeria, we've seen the news of Boko Haram, the Islamic insurgents in the northern part of the country. So the Middle East and Africa have the largest proportion of refugees and internally displaced. Um, but even in the United States, there's people that are, are coming here, often from a different religious background. Um, that would definitely uh, could be impacted positively with the gospel and ministry. So, I feel like I've talked 10 minutes nonstop. Um, look at, looking at my screen here and not being able to see if anybody, if this is clicking with anyone, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Brian. We really appreciate you and the work you're doing um, with Cardo Mission, and we're we're proud of you for starting that and all the work you're doing with lots of different groups. So um, how about we pray for you, and then um, we'll let you get on the rest of your evening. So. Okay, thank you. Thanks again for your support and prayers. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many blessings to us, God. We thank you for Brian and Rebecca Nicholson. We ask that you would continue to bless them, continue to bless uh, Brian's mapping ministry and may it be useful as uh, mission organizations and churches and individuals um, look at that and and use part of that as their part of the discernment of of where to go and what to do um, in those places and what needs are in the world and so we're just very thankful to be a part of that we're thankful for um, becca's uh, ministry with her sister with um, young girls and um, middle schoolers and teenagers lord and um, helping to be really women of God. And so we're just thankful for that as well. And Lord, we just ask that you would continue to bless them and provide for them and that your hand would be